Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And we're getting ready to head into the new year. And so this week, or at least today, we'll see how the week goes. Um, at least today, I want to start talking about next year. And this is a time period where people um, do set goals, uh, make New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm not very big on resolutions. I, I do believe in setting goals and developing plans to fulfill those goals. And I believe in praying about those as well. And with this, I want to read a passage from the book of Joel, Joel chapter 3, verse 14. And I believe that this passage is very applicable to us, not just because it's near the beginning of a new year, but where we are in our world, where we are in our country, this, this passage of Scripture is very applicable. And it says, Joel three fourteen, Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. I did a message prior to Christmas uh, in our church that um, uh, I called it breaking the silence. And what we looked at was that God had foretold that there would come a famine of the word of the Lord. And the, the last book of the Bible in the Old Testament is Malachi. That's the, the, the most recent written in the Old Testament, Malachi. But from Malachi to the angel appearing to Zacharias in the temple and talking to him about the birth of John the Baptist, there was over 400 years. It's, we can't really pin it down when, when the books were exactly written. There's some debate, especially on the book of Malachi. But... It was a minimum of 400 years from that last prophecy he gave to the angel appearing to Zacharias. 400 years of people having no revelation from God, no vision. And then Gabriel appears to Zacharias. Gabriel appears to Mary. Gabriel appears to Joseph. Now all of these are in private. Zacharias has his speech taken from him temporarily. He's had the vision. He comes out. He can't speak. And people say, well, he's had a vision. That was the only, if you would, that piece was the only initial sign publicly that something was going on, that the silence had been broken. And then when it comes time for uh, 
John to be named, and everybody's saying, you know, uh, some other relative's name and so forth, and Elizabeth says, no, his name will be John. No, 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 you don't have any family. That's, that's, that's not one of your names. And then Zacharias asked for a tablet and wrote his name. Is, he is called John. And at that point, his tongue was loosed, and he began to prophesy. And again, this is something happening after 400 years of silence. Then, you know, uh, John's born, Jesus is born, the angels appear to the shepherds. I got good news for you, great joy. There's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. They go there. The wise men, well, and actually before the wise men probably, Simeon and Anna come into the temple, recognize that Jesus, as the baby, Simeon was told that he would not die until he had seen the Christ. And he saw Jesus and was told by the Spirit of God, that's him. He recognized the Savior, the Messiah, the King. Anna, the same. She recognized who he was. And then it says she went and told everyone in Jerusalem who was looking for the reconciliation of Israel, the restoration of Israel. You see, in this, I'll just give a little tidbit. If you go to Daniel chapter 9, uh, there's a time frame laid out in the latter part of chapter 9 about when Jesus would be crucified, what year he would be crucified. And it gives historical points of reference. Now, Daniel was prophesying it before any of it happened. But the bottom line with, uh, if you would, there's been changes in calendars and things like that. But if you look it up, you'll find out that Daniel targeted, depending on which calendar you use, he basically targeted, uh, it says the Messiah will be cut off for himself at a particular point in time. And that point of reference comes up to roughly 33 A.D., if you would, there were people who were studying the scriptures that knew it was time for the Messiah to show up. They understood that from the prophecies of Daniel, particularly Daniel chapter 9. So Anna went and told them that. And so if you would, they go from 400 years of silence to all kinds of things happening. Now, with this, where I'm talking about a valley of decision. The reason I've shared that is, is in that message, I told our church that God didn't announce to the world everything about Jesus. There were a lot of gaps left open, if you would. Zacharias, he saw a vision. Woo, you know, he couldn't talk, and he names his son John. Uh, there's something going on with John. God was preparing the way for the ministry of John. Then with Jesus, God was preparing the way for their ministry. You see, so often we think God should just declare openly what he's doing for all the world to see and hear. <laughs> but if you would, if you look in the Gospels, you'll find out that while Jesus was ministering, 
not when he was being baptized, but another time. God spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the people standing around, some of them heard it. Some of them went, an angel spoke. And others went, ah, now it thundered. You see, the bottom line is what we often don't realize is that even if God does something out here in what we would call the natural world. See, we as humans think, ah, if you do it there, everybody gets it. No, God did it there. But God, the things of God are spiritually discerned. So even when he does it out here, people don't just get it. They don't. It is spiritually discerned. And that's a truth you see all throughout the Bible. I mean, look at the Egyptians. Look at Pharaoh. They didn't get it. Look at the children of Israel. God performing miracle after miracle for them, testing him. They still didn't get it. Even though they saw so many things in the natural, it didn't get across to them. Jesus got crucified with everybody having seen the miracles, the healings, the feeding of the multitudes, the raising of the dead. They didn't get it and yelled, crucify and crucify The things of God are spiritually discerned. And you see with this, again, going back to talking about the valley of decision, is when God does things in the natural world, if you would, they primarily have one target, and it's it's to create a spiritual intrigue. It's to create a spiritual intrigue because God knows. <laughs> I mean, God knows more than we do. I mean, a whole lot more. And he creates a spiritual intrigue so that they can get hungry because if they'll get hungry, he will fill them. If they will hunger and thirst, he will fill them. If they hunger for truth, he will give them truth and they will be able to begin to perceive it. But what truth they can get is dependent upon the level of hunger for truth. And so what God does in the natural world is create signs, if you would. He creates intrigue. And see, there's a a common thought among people today, especially in America, And I honestly believe much of the world is increasing as well. We are living in a time, especially in our nation, where people down deep in their heart understand that something's up. They don't know what, but something's up. Things are not going to continue as they are. Things are going to change. I don't know what that change is, and I don't know 
I don't know why I even believe it is. But if you would, God is creating a, a sense of awareness that he's up to something. And, and the thing of it is, people have to make a choice. They will either make a choice, the valley of decision, to move toward God to find out what he's up to, or they'll be like the ones when the, when the Father spoke from heaven, nah, just thundered. And they will operate purely from this natural world. And those, if you would, uh, a prophetic understanding of this, those are the ones that the strong delusions will come to because they will believe the lie because they're rejecting truth. They know truth. They know God's up to something. They, they, can't, they might not even say that they know God is up to something, but they, they know something's up. Saints and sinners alike know it. Something's up. And they have a choice to move toward God or just, I'm dealing with, I'm going to deal with what I can see. I'm going to deal with what I can touch. I'm just going to deal with the facts. They're some of the ones, unless they turn, they will have the strong delusion that will come and deceive many. We have to make a choice to move toward God. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this because I didn't get finished with what I'm wanting to say today. Join us again. Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.